All right. Huh. Okay. So, welcome to our guests and listeners to another episode of Some Days Today. How are you, Mick? Well, um, how am I? So, you know, I'm, I'm assuming that our audience don't want to hear all the crap that's that um, that's going on in my life, but at the same time, I feel like this is like a journey that, this is how I, I think of it, I don't know if that's how you think of some days today, but I think of it as, you know, how, well, maybe that is how you think of it too, because as you started this whole thing, it was like, you know, I'm not going to wait till it gets perfect, so I'm just going to do it and you'll see the improvement, and so um, that's the way that I think of it, whereas, you know, the ups and downs of our journey to our destination or our intended destination um, you know you get to follow along with us and you get to also be inspired by hopefully and start your own journey and be comforted by you know the idea that it doesn't have to be perfect and that there are ups and downs and you can feel the same way and so I want to say a couple of things if that is the case one is you know, um, there's been a couple of ups and downs since the last time we recorded. Most people aren't going to know when the last time we recorded. I don't know when the last time we recorded, but, um, you know, I've uh, injured my knee a couple weeks ago, maybe over a month ago. And then, um, you know, Can I had I to get surgery. This before we get in there, I was asking you how you are. Right. So, are you good or not? Good or not, I was. Um, so I feel like I was because I so feel like you're gonna jump not. into a whole story that um, perhaps could be sort of unveiled over time, you know. But if you feel like you want to jump into everything you've gone in, you've gone through, that's fine. But I was just trying to see how you're doing and then set the stage for what we're going to talk about today. Well, um, if that is fine, then that's exactly what I'm doing. And so, therefore, um, the way that I, it's it's, I think I'm not I'm not a black and white person, which, you know, it's probably something that, um, by black and white, I mean I don't adhere to the idea that it's one way or the other. I think, whenever you're being truthful, it's very layered and complicated, and so I kind of want to always be as precise as possible. So if I were to just say good, I guess I can just say good and just be um positive not positive or i mean listen or you can say you don't okay i was saying this because i feel like we haven't had the chance to set the stage for what we're going to talk about <laughs> you know so if you jump in here this could be another 40 minute conversation before we get into what we're going to talk about okay my bad let's go ahead um and talk about what we're going to talk about cut Although we've not ourselves talked about what we're going to talk about, so I wouldn't have no idea. I thought we were just having a conversation, but uncut. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So, but for the most part, let me just set the stage for everyone. So clearly we're outside, so there's probably a lot of noise, and I'm not sure if this ultimately is going to be a good idea. I guess we'll see over time. Lots of birds. I feel like I'm melting myself. Um, yeah, it's about 90 degrees out here. Is that what it is? Uh, last time I checked, it was 88. Really? Just and, 88? Uh, 
I mean, but you know, it was rising. So um, the sun. It's got it's to be early. like ninety-six degrees the way I'm feeling right now. Mm. But but we're outside because I feel like it's a much like more pleasant environment to be in, and I kind of want to sort of take in the um, natural air and beauty. Um, but we'll see if we're going to stay outside or if there'll be a moment when there's a cut here and you see us inside because <laughs> it became unbearable. Um, no, um, I think we can bear for an hour because we definitely, especially, you know, we're going to jump into the topic and then um, we're going to try to limit it to an hour this time because okay. I think people are probably intimidated when they see the um, number of hours and I mean uh, the time. So Okay. So, so I act. So, what we're going to talk about is because you're right, we haven't done a recording in some time, and we've had some postings probably on a pretty um, sort of scheduled basis on a weekly basis because we had some um, we recorded, we had we did some recordings that we've been releasing, uh, and I'm glad we did because I feel like July has been quite a month for us, it's been exhausting, there's just so much going on, and you know, you and I talked and I mentioned that in the future, I'm probably just going to take July off. Like end of, I'll probably start taking mid-June all throughout July off because so much happens. And I feel like we had that again this year. I mean, you know, in July and um, I'm kind of exhausted. Um, but of course, the, my exhaustion is probably also coupled with, um, you know, COVID and everyone still being home. Um, so there's a lot going on, um, but overall, what we're going to talk about today is all what's transpired since the last time we were on screen, which I want to say was probably mid-June to, um, to now. Um, so in terms of how I'm feeling, and I'll let you go with how you're feeling, so I'm okay. I'm a little exhausted, a little um, worn out, um, but... I am optimistic, exhausted, bored. Oh wait, it's kind of like that song. Who sings that? Tired, but I'm fired up. I think that's my girl. I can't even. I think that is Janae Aiko. Oh, uh, yeah, that's not the name of the song, but yeah, that is Janae Aiko. Yeah, that's how I'm feeling right now. Mm -hmm. Tired, but I'm fired up. Mm. And of course, before you jump into yours. I got I a did new. Mine, didn't I? Oh, you done? <laughs> I thought I did. Oh, okay, yeah. I got a new hairstyle. Yeah. Which this is the first time that we're revealing it. So. Well, yeah. Not a new hairstyle. I dyed I mean, my hair blonde. I was gonna. You're saying the first time you're revealing it, at least on some days today. On some days today. Yeah. Yes, but overall, okay. So you feel like so. In summary, how are you feeling? Because I've I've sort of summarized mine. Tired. But I'm fired up. How are you feeling? Summary, I would say that I am cautiously optimistic. Huh. Um, and or continuing the good fight. Continuing? So if I were to summarize that for you, I would say you are... Feeling beaten, but still in the game. Sure. Um, so not quite fired up, not but you're quite. feeling kind of beat up, but you're still 
in the game. You're kind of like, is there like a boxing analogy? Um, like, is there a boxer who is just beaten up, is clearly going to lose, but just um, round after round comes back and is like, listen, I'm, I'm here for it. Beaten up, bruised lips, in your case, bruised knees, you got surgery, which we should probably talk about what happened with your knee. But yeah, yeah. I, d I don't know. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, I'll take that. What the uh, I don't, I don't, beaten I don't up, have but a, still in the fight. I don't have a uh, I don't have a um, boxer that I know that is like okay. that, but yeah, so we're gonna say that beaten up, feeling beaten up, but you're still in the fight. I'm tired, but I'm fired up. So there's a difference between the two, sure. right? Okay, cool. So why don't we talk about all the shenanigans? And I'll actually start with some of the stuff that we've been doing. Um, and then we're going to get to your knee being where it is. And I don't want us to spend too much time on all the stuff anyways, because I do want us to spend more time on sort of the lessons and the takeaways and how we're going to go into this new season because August is like on our heels. So I kind of want to have a better mindset and approach towards August than I did to July. Cause I felt like July kind of just took me for a ride. Um, so yeah, so I kind of want to talk about some of the lessons learned that I plan on implementing in August, but let's set the stage. So last time we were on screen, mid to late June, um, or maybe even early June, who knows, but in our family, we have quite a lot of celebrations taking place during the summertime. So um, I think this whirlwind of a summer for us started when we went to um, Houston. Um, so my cousin, who is a sister to me, um, Boosie Baby, she's always asking me to shout her out. Hey Boosie, this is for you. Uh, it was her, um, it was getting ready to be her 40th birthday. So clearly she was going to do a lot, but you know, Rona's hating ass happened. So she wasn't able to do it. Um, so we decided, you know, we, we, you know, this was around the time when we got to phase two in Maryland that says you can actually leave the house. So all of us packed up and, um, you know, took this kind of wild journey to Houston. Yeah, before that, we, when they first said we opened anything up we oh yeah to Annapolis we went to Annapolis the first night. weekend the first weekend we were like we're, we're so done so when they finally freed us to leave um yeah we went to Annapolis that was really nice that was a nice weekend with the kids we didn't even do much we just walked around but I think we were just happy to be out of the house what I learned there um was that as much as a homebody that I think I am I think the human spirit needs the outdoors. <laughs> I think we need sunlight, we need sunshine, we need to interface with other people, we need to mix up our environments, because I think it actually inspires us, it motivates us, it gears us up to um, live fulfilling lives. It's impossible, I don't know how people, no wonder people go crazy in jail, in prison. It's difficult. What are you saying? They don't see other people in jail? You mean in uh, isolation? In isolation, but even in wow. prison though, because you're still behind like, four walls right hmm. I don't know I've never been to jail I don't know how it works but I would imagine that's why it's called jail because you can't really be let out I mean you probably go to the courtyard to play basketball but for the most part it's the same scene that you're seeing 
And I think that does a lot to your psyche. Anyways, the point is, we were so eager to get out, so we went to Annapolis, had an amazing weekend, and then the following weekend was um, my my sister's birthday, so we um, planned on going to see her. So when we looked at the ticket prices, they were so ridiculous that we were like, you know what, let's just figure out a route together. So um, ended up going to Dallas by way of... Um, of Colorado, Denver, Colorado. Um, so we flew to Colorado, saw a friend there, which was also really amazing. Um, we spent a day there um, and then went to Dallas to see another friend, um, Yumi. Um, and that was really nice to spend some time with her. And then we drove to Houston and um, spent some time with my um, sister for her birthday. And then my brother came down with his family so for like a week or so it was a really nice getaway just to spend time with family friends be in a different environment um and really just um luxuriate in um in family friends and love so i really enjoyed that and i think that was like the official open to the shenanigans that was going to take place this summer for us right yeah. so yeah what were your thoughts about about that yeah, I mean, I uh, definitely enjoyed it. Um, you know, the Denver stop was really cool. We, um, that was my first visit to Denver. Um, picked up a hat, um, which like is you what I do. do. Um, pretty cool hat. Um, and, uh, you know, we had the kids. Um, all of us were riding around through the city, which was pretty deserted. On the COVID. scooter thing. We should put pictures yeah. of those up. That was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was, pretty cool um dallas was also pretty cool um you know although we just you know hung out and were friends and ate some really good pizza beef ribs what dallas oh you're talking about in that I, I thought you met in um colorado uh, we had some really good pizza but go ahead yeah the, the pizza and, and the donut um i think it was called voodoo donut um, oh yeah. We, we got the donuts. It was very decadent. That was really cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, and then you know, got to hang out with family. Um, Zola was really glad that we showed up. So you know, it always feels good when you know people you love feel good. So it was really, really nice. They had um, you know all her friends do a drive by uh, because of COVID. And yeah, you know, drove back. Drive by meaning like that. Um, what do they call those things? Um, you know, when I, is it officially called a drive by? Yeah, I mean, you, you, you know, the cars drive by, drive by people stop, they honk. Hi. It's kind of like a parade, um, which is really cute. It was yeah, really it was nice, nice that people really still showed up to support her. Yeah. Um, for her birthday, she was just really happy. She was in a good, happy space, which then made me um, feel really good. Um, of course, we were still trying to balance work. Um, so I remember oh, yeah. getting stressed out over deliverables and things that we needed to and turn in. And you well. were also working. Um, so that was when we started saying, you know what, we probably should start planning our schedules in June and July because so much happens that having major deliverables or anything else that needs to um, take place work-wise during these times are probably not the mm. best idea. But overall, I'm so glad we did it. So I'm going to say one of my takeaways, because that's what I want us to do throughout this episode is really just, um, you know, take out 
one or two lessons learned during that time, um, you know, during the, the span of all this time um, in terms of takeaways that you plan on um, having, like sort of um, living with you um, for the future. So one of my takeaways was, um, honestly, I've always thought birthdays were important for other people who cared, but I never cared much about birthdays. Um, and I've never really celebrated my birthday for the most part. I've never really had a real birth. I think the last real birthday that I celebrated was maybe my 30th, which you planned. And before that, my, my sweet 16, which was whatever. Um, but because there was just so much love and energy and, you know, the solo was just so happy. Um, I was like, wow, this was really worth um, the time and the effort that we put into it. It was really worth it. So for me, you know, if you're going to live this life anyways, um, you know, and, and I've always thought that, you know, the purpose, the reason why we are here is really to inspire, you know, to inspire people, to love on people and um, do what you can to make people happy. So that really was a moment when I realized that I really want to um, be there to celebrate with people who are celebrating, even if it's not naturally what I would do. Do you know what I mean? And I want to give of myself in that way. Does that make sense? So I think that was a note, and, and especially birthdays, which of course influenced how I spent my birthday. But that was one takeaway for me was that, no, I really want to stop and and give of myself to others in their moments of celebration. I think it's really important. So that was my takeaway. It's great. I don't know that I had any specific takeaway with respect to that. Um, that time? Yeah, that, that time. I don't know that I... I mean, I, I just appreciated the time. I know I was stressed about work. There was some sort of transition between my project and... Um, Oh yeah. Uh, the project that I was on, which was a little bit more lax and allowed me to do more work um, on our business, and then this one, they were asking me to come onto a project that was going to be more difficult. And at the time, I was thinking I was just going to leave my um, job and just focus on the business. And um, remember, um, you know, ultimately we talked about it and decided that wasn't such a great idea. But I remember because I had had my intention set and this is not the first time this has happened but like the first time it happened before was when you know after feeling like you've learned such lessons and you feel like you're on your way you feel you know and you find yourself still grappling with either doubt or indirection or you know feelings of negativity or whatever you're like wow I thought I had learned all these things I remember feeling a uh, certain type of way about that and this was uh, another thing where it's like you know what I had had all this intention this is what it was going to happen it was certainly going to come true and now I, I have to um, I have to basically double back and, and you know not follow through with it and so that kind of for me it was more like a, a the, the, the start of um, this beat, beat up that I'm now currently you're feeling, feeling right now yeah yeah so. Yeah, I get it. I think um, I, I know exactly what you're saying. Um, 
because you and I are on the path of, um, you know, sort of wanting to, number one, push the boundaries, but also change the script that we're living for ourselves. So it's sort of like, you know, when you envision a different path for yourself, a different path which will lead to a different um, life and how you spend your time, um, you know, what you and I talked about was, you know, letting go of this job so that we can focus more fully on our business. And I think essentially we were just like, oh my God, I don't know. So, you know, so maybe doubt crept into both of us, you know, maybe definitely me, cause I was just like, oh my God, you know, we're still building this business. I don't know that it can sustain the two of us. And essentially what you and I talked about, what I was saying is that I don't want us to be in a position where, because we're stressed financially, um, we now start picking at each other. You know, we start fighting and everything. So let's try to um, get in a better space with the business so that it can fully sustain the two of us without having those issues. But I know exactly what you mean and um, how you felt. Because it does feel sort of disappointing and it makes you question, okay, am I on the right path, right? Um, so yeah, so that's interesting. So that was what you remember of that time. I mean, that's not what I actually, <laughs> I, it's not what I remember the good times, which is what people tend to do about the good old days. But I remember the good times when I actually forgot that we were working that entire time until you mentioned it. So yeah. that's not what I remember, but that is the most, actually the most significant. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say most significant because obviously, you know, we, it was the most significant negative. Okay. For you, you interpreted it as negative at the time. Sure. Okay. Now. Even now. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. See, I've, I'm of the mindset now that, you know, there are no negatives or positives, really. They're just twists and turns um, that you take along the way. Um, but I could see your point. So we came back. Um, and then what happened? I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So then the following week, I think we found ourselves in um, Virginia Beach. Or shortly afterwards, yeah. it was either and at th that time in Houston. I remember you having a discussion about planning it, and I was like, "What?" The yeah. So, so what? That's exactly right. So we were in Houston once again. This is after months of not leaving to go anywhere, um, and it's the beginning of summer. The weather is looking amazing, and I literally told myself mentally that if I find myself on any given weekend in my house. It's going to be a problem. I just, I, I don't want to be here no more. So I was talking to one of my friends, um, Esther, and she said she's planning a birthday party for her husband in, um, in Virginia Beach. Virginia Beach is like four hours away from us. So I'm like, oh, we're coming through. Um, so, so we left, um, the following weekend and went to Virginia beach. We got, so the plan was going to be actually, we're going to work there during the week. So it was, um, Tuesday through Saturday or Sunday, I believe. Um, so we got a house there. The kids came, invited our other friend to bring her children, Remy. And, um, so once again, it was just another weekend of fun time with family, Esther and her husband. You know, so the three families kind of just having fun. Once again, I remember it being punctuated by a bit of stress with work because I had some deliverables. <laughs> but for the most part, it was still a good time on the beach, enjoying the weather, eating good food, 
um, having a good time with family. And um, it was a good time. And then of course, so, it's, so we were actually supposed to go back on Saturday, but we were having such a good time. I think we said- We were supposed to go back on Friday. On Friday, is that what it was? Okay, yeah. Tuesday to Friday? Yeah. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. We were having such a good time. We said, let's extend it one more day. Mm. <laughs> so we extended it one more day. And then that last day, we were on the beach. And, you know, I was just laying out, luxuriating. Before we get to that, I think, um, I don't know if this is the um, form, but, you know, since we're divulging and being um, open and honest, I just want to say that um, part of the issue in Houston when you were making this decision is kind of, I guess, um, our ongoing frustration or my frustration um, and perhaps, you know, we can discuss that here, um, but it is, it is my feeling like, um, you want to do everything. Okay. Like, like when I decided, let's go do the Virginia let's thing. Let's go do the Virginia thing. We've yes. got, first and foremost, we knew that the, the July 4th was coming the week after. Which we'll talk about next. Yes. It's always a big thing, you know, um, financially and, and otherwise. But then now we're trying to, you know, get um, mostly financially, which actually is something that I want to talk about. Because that's something that um, always is on my mind. But mm -hmm. uh, I want to talk about that before I, I, re I leave because there's a book that I'm reading. Um, just because, I, you know, I think that's a, a major thing. Um, and I want to make sure we, if we can touch upon that, sure. that would be good. But, you know, um, but yeah, so... We've got the fourth coming up, and all I'm thinking about is all the different shit, things we have going on. So, so let's just define the fourth before we go into it. The fourth is the weekend that it's our family reunion weekend. So that's when all of my family members, your family members coming from all over, mostly Connecticut, New Jersey, um, and people for the most part descend in the DMV area, um, you know, lots of children you know nieces nephews cousins um brothers sisters and we really just have a weekend of activities right planned etc okay yep and then obviously your birthday is on the first and my birthday is july 1st nubia's birthday is on the 28th nubia is our daughter so her birthday is june 28th yes so, so lots going on in june as we mentioned right. so I'm leading looking... up to this so you're already thinking about all of our commitments, yes. um, spe specifically financial commitments and all the things taking place. Okay, go ahead. So now, you know, you're now planning on putting this, whole, this whole other weekend into this thing that was never part of the um, consideration. And um, I'm like, what the heck? But at the same time, I'm feeling like, okay, well, I've always been this person who is saying no, no, no. I don't want to be this person anymore. So I'm also like saying okay i'm just gonna go along with it but like also feeling like i mean at some point if we're saying we're if this is our destination we have to cons you know, like we have to have a concerted effort this is where we're like step one has to be here step two has to be here not step one here step two here step three this way and so like that's been a frustration for me with everything that it is that we are doing um you know, and this was just another example for me of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you want to explain it? 
this one in particular or your um, mindset of doing everything all at the yeah, same yeah, time? all of it, both. My decision making <laughs> process. Mm -hmm. uh, and it may not make any sense, but I think some months back we did, there was a topic called Do You Believe in Magic? Right? Sure. Um, and for me, my mindset um, more recently has been one of, I don't know how things come together, but I'm pretty sure it's not a linear sort of um, project, um, trajectory. And I'm not intelligent enough to figure out how to make it work. And that means every aspect of my life. So all I know is when opportunities present themselves and my heart flutters, meaning I'm like, oh wow, that seems like a great opportunity. My word being obedience for this year, meaning if it, it, if it, um, if it's something that I feel like I should do, I'll do because I'm obeying. I feel like that lead, that's, that's what's going to guide me. It's that intuition. Um, that guides me to my destination. So because of that, I'm not trying to do the math. I don't know if the good Lord found it or found me fit to put this on my heart. Like, I'm not trying to figure out the math, you know, but I could, I could see how that could be a difficult thing for your partner or anyone else you're with um, if you're trying to live your life that way. But I think it's less and perhaps there's um, a part of it that's um, sort of throwing caution to the wind. So then, therefore, some it's being somewhat reckless. I don't know. But I do know that I've tried up until now to be the one to sort of be, um, to, to intellectually plan everything out. I'm not doing a good job with it. So I'm well, just the thing live. is, I don't know. You say that, that this is a recent thing, but... Um... I mean, if like we were planning on, actually, you were planning on, like, basically getting a, a, a house built, and I'm like, okay, like, after some convincing, okay, let's do that, let's do this, and then at the same time, you were like, let's go and do these things, and let's go, like, and from my perspective, and I know that this is not, yeah, just, I don't know where we're going with this, because I disagree with you on that. But I, I don't know. I don't know what you mean. Do these things. So I, this is not the time for us to be airing our dirty laundry and arguing about things. Yeah. That said, where were we? <laughs> I'm just saying that I'm trying to live my. I understand where you're coming from. Um, I understand you felt like the V8, but. Thing was kind of just came out of nowhere but all I want to say is oh, before and I don't know how we're gonna uh, make this happen but in the spirit of you know transparency to our audience all I want to say is what I know is true is and this is the thing that I appreciate about our partnership when we say this is what we're going to do when you say when you're on board we're like here's what we're gonna do because I always have I think a pretty consistent idea of what is what should be done in this it's 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 more traditional which you know does not necessarily lend itself to leapfrogging because i'm doing what the prescription is for doing whatever i want to you know pay debts first do this do that whatever 
um, all the things that they say you should be doing, which, you know, if who's you, they, you know, uh, the so-called experts, people who gotcha. talk about like finance or whatever the case may be, who are like basically telling you how to, um, um, live your life like every human being in a very conservative way and retire at 65 right. as opposed to leapfrogging and I get that and that's the, the way I tend to think because from my perspective I think I'm more of a cautious you know risk averse type of person so I'm like alright well what's what does the odds say and that's how I, I tend to approach things and, but, but I want to say that part of the issue is like I know that whenever it is that we're like this is what we're going to do together. Shit gets done. Like, because you're on the same page, I'm on the same page. And, like, I struggle with that because I can rarely get you on the same page. But I just want to say that that's been part of my frustration with, like, um, the process. With the process, with your obeying whatever you want to do as opposed to obeying me. <laughs> if I want to say it that way. But, anyways. No, that's actually a good um, topic probably to be explored. How do you come into, how do you self-actualize in a partnership when your partner feels like you should be obeying them? I think those two things are actually in conflict. That's, okay, you're, you're, you're sticking to that word just because, I, I, I mean, clearly, the point is, the point is, is not necessarily I feel like you need to obey me. I mean, do you feel like I'm the type of person who was laying bola and you need to obey me? I mean, you said okay. it. <laughs> Whatever. The point here is, the point here is that two, one of two things has to happen. I either have to adapt your philosophy so we could be on the same board, or you have to adapt mine. And I often feel like or your philosophy another option. is. There's another option. Reckless. There's another option, which is, I do me, you do you. Which is, you know, part of what I am, um, you know, I feel like you have probably, to a greater extent, even though not to a full extent, because I think we are very Different. reliant on each other. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. We are very reliant on each other, but very much I think you have adopted that much more than I have, but I think this is where I feel like I have to go to because I truly it's probably I want to say it's um it's probably more on a sense of self-doubt that I do this, but I truly want I seek out your um what do you want? I don't want to say approval, but I collaboration. Your um, acceptance. Your saying, okay, this is. I, I agree. Like, let's do it this way. Like, I truly seek it out because then it gives me the sense of okay, then we're doing the right thing. Whereas, um, you know, if I can't get you to be like, all right, let's go, well, let's go and do it, then it makes me feel like, all right, uh, uncertain. And so I think that's something that I have to, that I, I felt like if there's a lesson that is being learned in this time is like, you know, because um, I can't get you on the same page, like I got to start to be more um, confident with where I'm going without your acceptance of it. Well, I don't know that I would say without my acceptance, because I think I would, I accept anything that you want to do. But I may not, it may be without my um, 
involvement and vice versa. Um, and, and I think that's this is probably a good time to then talk about the takeaway, um, like a good lesson for, for, for how that decision was made and a good takeaway from it. I, I think as um, partners in marriage, or even you know with your friends or anything else that um, you're doing what I'm realizing is we are individuals and we see the world in a very very different ways you and I talked about that how I see the world is completely different from how you see the world the things that I'm taking in and how I'm processing them and then therefore how I'm deciding to make my moves are so unique to me that you can never understand them. And the things that you are taking in, you know, along with your upbringing and your conservative nature and you being a man and responsible for so much and all of this, I can never understand it. So I think when you're in a partnership to ask your partner to save their natural tendencies or whatever it is to then come along with you on your journey when your journey is so clear to you i'm always going to be an outsider you know but i should have been done everything else my own narrative the vision that i want to create for my life where i want to go um i should have been in everything and kind of just fall in with what you're um looking to do i think that's a very difficult thing to ask anyone um and that includes your children that includes your, obviously, in a, in a wife-husband situation or whatever partnership is. I just think for the most part, people should do them. I think you need to get up every day and decide, what am I going to do to make myself happy? What am I going to do to create the vision that I have for myself? What am I going to do to put to work the talents that I have? What am I going to do to be as impactful as I want to be in this world? And how am I going to get that accomplished? And there's certain people that you have in your life, like you have your partner. And when you bring that idea to your partner, your partner may say, I'm with it or I'm not really feeling this. And I think it's okay for you to go to other people in your life. You can go to your children. You can go to your friends. You can go to your family members. And if none of them are feeling it, then now you gotta f figure out ways to get these things done. But you cannot hold people, I, I'm gonna use the word hostage, but I don't mean it in such a, um, what's the word? I don't, I don't mean, like the, the I, you responsible. cannot hold people um, responsible. responsible for carrying out your vision. Cause they have their vision. They have the things that they're trying to do for themselves. And I think that's probably why relationships are so difficult because we think if you love me, if you're on my team, you should be doing this for me. When ultimately, if I love you, I'm going to just allow you to do you. That's the ultimate definition of love from my perspective. Do you, I'm gonna be cheering you on. I don't have to be a part of this if it don't make sense to me. And, and the reason I say that is because I've noticed between the two of us, so much energy is wasted. As individuals who are on a journey to self-actualize, to live your life like it's golden, to tap into magic, what magic is to me 
is going to be very different from what magic is to you. And as individuals who've chosen to support each other through this life, um, I think the only thing that we can do is sometimes we're going to get into the ring with you, but most times we're just going to be cheering you on um, in the sideline, whatever it is, you know, whatever, you know, in, in the box seats, whatever it is, because you have your journey. And, and I think the reason why it's important to come to terms with that and be okay with it is because so much time and energy is wasted trying to convince people to do what you want them to do. It's such a, we don't even have to talk about why it's wrong to do that. I think it's such a self, um, it, it's such a, um, what's the word? I, I want to use the word selfish, but there's just so much around when you're trying to convince other people to see the world through your lens. First of all, it's impossible because you and I have talked about how we've been in the same space. We've experienced the same things. And then we walk away with completely different understandings of what's happened. So that alone makes me understand that we're just different. It's like yearning and gurney, whatever that thing is. Like that, when I realize it, and I always say this, when I realize that we could be listening to the same thing and you hear one thing and I hear something else, I'm done. I'm not even trying to understand how you, you know, but obviously this is green. I'm not trying to do it. It's a waste of time because you will never, you and I can never see eye to eye on that. And I think as long as we are not okay with that perspective, we're going to continue to waste a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of valuable resources trying to convince someone to come with you on a journey when you got this, when you could do it. You don't need somebody else to, 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 to do what you're destined to do. Do you know what I mean? So, so that's how I see it. But I, I, I don't know. I may be wrong. I may be wrong. But I think people, we're all different beings. We're all on very different journeys. And the ultimate act of love is to create space for our loved ones um, to do and fully occupy um, what they want to do and for us to cheer them on. I don't think it's for us to now try to convince them to abandon what they're doing in favor of what we're doing. That, that to me is punishment. I, I, I don't see any greater punishment. You got something else on your heart. That's like asking an apple tree to bend and become a tomato. It, it would never happen. You got two different tasks at hand. You're supposed to yield apples. You're going to yield tomatoes. They can both exist they're both magical and, and amazing, but I can't ask an apple tree to abandon its mission so that I can have more opportunity for me to yield bigger tomatoes. It don't make no sense. So anyways, so that, I mean, I don't want us to go to harp too much on this point, but that's how I see it. I think one of my takeaways, and I've told you more recently is this journey, as much as we have been made to believe that it's a collaborative journey, and people say it all the time, if you want to go far, go together. I don't even know that that's true. And maybe I need to think about that even more. If you want to go far, maybe go together with like-minded people. But there's always such a nuance that makes us different that it may just be if you want to go far, allow space for people to partake in whatever piece that they're willing to partake of your journey and when they are done partaking, 
free them to go do what they need to do because that was the role that they were supposed to play in your journey and then figure out all the other resources that you can leverage your talents your time your money your relationships family members support there's so many things that you don't have to harp and stick to one thing there's so many ways for you to get there you know so that's my perspective well as a response to that what I want to say is that um, all of that is good and great and the real reason why advice and you know self-help whatever sort of philosophy that we are espousing is very difficult like for um, any for like any one philosophy is very difficult to just follow and, and, and think that once you've gotten that philosophy once you've gotten that understanding you're good and now you're on your way the same type of thing that you know I was feeling that let me down because I thought you know what I knew everything that I knew other than the fact that there's need there's a need to practice it's not just understanding but also it's the idea that there's like we're so multifaceted and the factors are so great different factors and the different variables are so great that you know there are so many nuances and everything that's being said so while everything that you said is true I think you know my nuance in this is that it's not necessarily that I I'm pulling you or at least not that's not how I see it and I'm telling you not to do what is in your heart um, but then I'm saying to you two things I mean with respect to the idea of going together makes you go far I completely agree with that um, I think this is why I said to you that you know whenever we put our heads together and say this is what we're gonna do we definitely get things done we get it done in a great way so like if we ever get our minds in a concerted in a, a um, common path forward I think we definitely go further mm -hmm. and so um, I, I agree with that now the, I, the, the fact is that sometimes you're not going to be able to do that when we have our minds on a, a common goal and this is precisely why in the book thinking grow rich they tell you to get a um accountability no they they tell you to get a uh mastermind mastermind group because the more people you have in the same common goal the the more likely it is that all of their energies put together get you to where you want to go and so while everything that you're saying is true first and foremost i don't feel like i am trying to tell you not to do what i'm saying is focus get there get there get there get there not get everywhere at the same time so um so it, 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 it isn't to say let's not do this it's to say let's do this now let's focus all of our energy and, and do this now and then we can think about the next step and from my perspective you know um you know that that's the way that it works for me but i obviously it's not the way that it works for you necessarily um and um you know I kind of lost my chain of thought because we had a, a lot of uh, we had a, a little bit of a um, distraction there, but so ultimately, ultimately, I think before we jump into what happened while we were at Virginia Beach, you know, you essentially said you were perplexed by my decision, knowing all the things that we have coming down the line. So now go to Virginia Beach and I get that I get that 
Um, I get that. I don't know how else to juxtapose obeying and trying to tap into magic with trying to be conservative with what we do. Yeah, so like I, I do agree that um, there has to be some, um, you know, like-mindedness or common goal. This is why they say in, in the book Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, that you have to have a mastermind group mm -hmm. because together, all of your energies put together, you can accomplish more. And so from my perspective, it's not that I'm saying the, the issue is not that I'm saying, you know, don't do what you want to do. My The issue that, that I feel like I'm talking about is let's not do it all at the same time. Let's focus our energies on the first goal, getting that goal accomplished, and then moving on to the next goal. And from my perspective, like when you um, dilute the, the effort, you're less likely to to um, get to, to where you need to go. And I think that's that for me has been... And this is why I say, okay, well, here's what we're doing, and now here's another thing that's added. It kind of feels like, um, for me, that um, that permeates throughout our um, our um, because I, I do think that we're so effective um, together that it, it kind of like you know um, you know not not having you get on. Oh, and, and this is the other thing that I wanted to say that the second part of it is. Um, you know, with respect to me going out and doing it myself, which is, you know, like, you know, everybody going out and doing it themselves. Obviously, like, I, I do agree that I, I can't put that responsibility on you. And I think a lot of times we do do that. And especially with our relationship where we get along so well, we do, when we are on the same page, are very effective. But, um, you know, the idea of, for me, this is part of the lesson I'm learning, the idea of having to you know have you on board like what I've one of the lessons that I want to say throughout this thing that I'm learning I want to say that I've learned because learn means for me you've incorporated it like I can know it but not have learned it so um so uh one of the things that I'm learning is that uh you know that two things like because <laughs> with this um surgery thing like I I like I feel like a lot of times you're really comfortable asking for what you want. Like here's what I want. Here's what I, and this is the thing you're you're really comfortable with it. Whereas for me it's kind of like the way that I feel like I give um, of myself because of I, I love you is I don't want to do something but I I will do it because you're asking like you're saying over and over to do it. So now I kind of feel like you know there's something that I'm owed. Like okay now when I ask I don't want to hear anything. Like just accept it. Whereas when, um, you know, so like when I come and ask you for something, I'm when you talk about obey, which I don't necessarily think more than anything, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, here's me coming to you to ask, like you come to me. So like, why aren't you recognizing that I don't want to do the things that you're asking and saying, hey, he didn't want to do those things, but he did it. And so here I am willingly doing it. And so, um, so for me, one of the things that I'm recognizing is a... It's not your responsibility. I should be okay. Like, nobody wants to do it. Just the same way as I'm like, I don't really want to do this stuff. I've got to be okay with you not really wanting to do it. And if it's that important, that I've got to be willing to be like, all right, come on, just do it. I know, you know, and, and, and coaxing and doing whatever it takes to get that done. Because ultimately, if you have a vision, that's what it takes. Whether, whether you're paying, inspiring, motivating, begging, 
it's about here's where I want to go and trying to find the people who are going to get get that done for you and sometimes it's going to be your um, significant other and sometimes it's not but whatever it is you got to figure out how to do it it's not anybody else's responsibility but yours if you can't get a yes from this person you got to go get a yes from somebody else and so that's that's the lesson that I'm learning um, you know combined with the idea of me saying okay here's what I want to do whether or not I have the person that I would truly want on board be accepting of it and saying let's go and get it done I've got to be accepting of it myself um, so th those are the things like I mean that I want to say so one way or another whether or not you're going to go and disperse yourself and I want to go in a more direct way if I'm not getting you in a more direct way I've got to figure out my own direct way and I've got to figure out who's going to be coming along with me on that direct way yeah I mean I think we're on the same page there I think we're on the same page there and ultimately what I'll say and I guess this could be the second lesson leading to for today leading to Virginia Beach I think the lesson is that and you and I will say once we got done with Virginia Beach and we've had conversations about other things that we were doubtful going into and then once we pushed through or once the doubt dissipated we realized that that what I'm about to say number one doubt is real like when you get that doubt in your mind and it's telling you this is the stupidest idea ever and it is going to be the worst thing ever it is as real as day it is as real as day somebody else could be saying to you no it's okay don't worry whatever but doubt feels real to that individual it feels very real and when your mind tells you this is the worst thing ever it's going to tell you that yes all those other things that you've done is going to pale in comparison to what's about to happen when you actually do this that is the narrative that you're telling yourself because it doesn't like doubt has to be real because it needs you to turn back and i'm sure there are reasons you know evolutionary reasons um self-preservation whatever it is that your mind makes up for presenting doubt in such a real way and the intellect behind the calculating whether or not it makes sense and the payoff you know when you're trying to push through doubt the pains the payoff don't make no sense because you're just like no so it's very real but what i also know is on the other side if for, for, for whatever reason you're able to push through and temper it you look back every single time and you say I can't believe I was worried about this this is what I was worried about anytime you're on the other side you always look back and say oh wow this is not as bad as I thought it would be and then the next doubt is going to present itself and be like well forget about everything I said before this doubt this one is the worst ever so if you understand yourself in your pattern of pushing through doubt, which is why some days today is so important, if you understand the pattern, because everything is a muscle to be exercised, decision-making, choosing to push through is, is a battle every single time, every single time. And sometimes you may think, well, it's such a small thing. You know, I'm just trying to figure out if I should eat pizza today or not, you know, or forget that because that seems pretty minute. If you're trying to lose weight, and every decision about what you put in your mouth is a fight 
you know, you're going to say, you know, now it's, well, it's just one time or whatever, or, oh, I shouldn't go to the gym today or whatever. So it may seem insignificant, but every time you're up against something you've got to push through, it seems like the biggest insurmountable thing. And it seems so silly that you would even think yourself worthy of being able to stand up against this fight. But if you understand the decision-making process, if you study it and you understand yourself, the only thing that you can bring to bear in trying to fight against this doubt is when I get to the other side, and I don't know what that other side is gonna look like, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna look back and be like, that was silly. But when you're in the moment, it feels real, it does. That's why you gotta have accountability partner, you gotta have people you trust who are gonna be like, I know this seems real to you right now, it's not. This is the fight with your mind and you gotta push through. And it's not once, it's not twice, it's every single time. That's why like people who are like addicted to drugs or whatever it is that you're battling, it's like a day-to-day -day moment because you're constantly in battle with your mind and it feels real every single time. So that's what I'm saying. Like. I get everything you're saying and I get the calculus behind, well, this don't make no sense or whatever. But when you're trying to tap into magic, it's going to be daunting every single time. Like I've heard people who say, you know, it's kind of like the untethered soul. You're trying, like your, your soul is tethered or, or your mind is tethered because of how we've been acculturated and how, you know, we've been groomed to play within certain lines. Anytime you're trying to get out of it, all sorts of weapons are going to be formed against you trying to get out of it. But once you put, even if it's one step further, once you push through and you're looking like, oh my God, I thought I was about to die, but then I didn't. The next step is going to be just as hard. It's a constant battle, but you got to be okay with that. That's what I'm saying. But if you revert into, well, this don't make no sense because I've done the calculus and I know what people say and because of all this other stuff and, you know, the math and all this other thing. I'm telling you that I don't know enough. I don't care. As long as there's magic out there, that's what I'm trying to tap into. I understand I'm going to be, it's going to be fearful. I'm going to be scared. It don't, it's not going to make any sense. But that's the path I'm on. So if you're trying to convince me, just like my mind is trying to convince me that this don't make no sense or whatever, whatever. I've already made up my mind. Like I have, uh, it's kind of like um, Neo in the Matrix. You know, once you realize, okay, well, this is cute and all. I'm not playing this game. I can't. Because the minute I fall into this game, I'm going to fall right back to where I started. But I'm trying to push the boundaries. That's what I'm trying to do. So anything else, it can apply. Let me just quickly wrap up the what I said around doubt presenting real. Because real. I know we've sort of covered around this topic, particularly as it relates to um, Virginia Beach, the decision around it for some time. But, And I know it's a very minute decision because when we were done with it, we were like, oh my God, that was so amazing. We had a great time. But the reason I think it's important to talk about doubt in this context is because when we talk about living small, it's never a big decision that keeps you from li living small. You have to practice pushing through even in the small decisions. You know, doubt is a continuous, constant thing. It holds, it grips your mind and it tells you, you're not deserving of this thing. This is why you shouldn't do this thing. Who are you to think you can, you know, live this crazy, do this crazy thing. You got all this other stuff. Why do you need to add this to the list? And yes, 
we could probably reasonably rationalize why you shouldn't. But what I'm saying is that it's very important to practice pushing through doubt. Because once you exercise that muscle and you get to a point where you you recognize what that flutter in your stomach feels like, you recognize what, what you know what the sweat and all this other stuff, what, how it presents, and you've practiced pushing through it, it makes it easy when you've done it with the small decisions, it makes it easy for you to push through in the big decisions. Because if you don't, when you are constantly denying yourself, you ultimately find yourself in a situation or in a space where you've grossly limited yourself and you're wondering how did we get here so that's the reason why i really wanted to um speak on that mm -hmm. but you and i know even as much as you know we were in houston having a good time and i'm like oh yeah we gonna add on and go to um virginia beach at the end of it you know it was such a good time we came back and we're like wow that was a really good time i'm glad we did it and that's always the case. I mean, yes, there are times when you're like, that was a shitty decision. But the shitty decisions compared to the number of times that doubt has raised its ugly, reared its ugly little head, and you push through and you look back and you're like, oh, wow, no, that was a good decision. It's those moments that you've got to somehow sort of dig into yourself to pull out so that you can realize this is just one of those moments when your mind is telling you you're not entitled to something that you are. That's it. Yeah, so um, I think this is precisely why it is that I think the lesson that I'm getting perhaps here, but I'm, or the lesson that's being made more clear here to me is that you have, if you do have different philosophies, you don't necessarily have to rely on a person who's always been there. You have to figure out how to bring whoever it is that shares that philosophy with you to the table so that you guys can accomplish it because to me this is not an issue of doubt doubt is definitely one of those things that you do have to be aware of act in the face of you know it's, a, it's another word for fear um you know and, and you know fear of failure or whatever the case may be but fear of judgment which is one of the things that i feel like is the biggest thing that we deal with but I you think, think doubt is another, is a, it could be a placeholder for fear? Because yes. I don't see it that way. Okay. I do. Um, okay. I think doubt is just fear coming in and telling you um, that you can't do something. You can't, yeah, like this is not going to happen. You're either not good enough or what are people going to say. But yeah, it's fear because ultimately if you, you know, if it's, um, if it's something that is small or whatever it is, it's, it's, it's uh that you don't fear at all, you're just going to do it. But that's another topic, I guess. Um, you can explain if we have time why you differ. But um, my feeling is that this is not an issue of doubt so much. Again, for me, it's an issue of direction and focus. Um, and the way that I see it is I never feel like, like this is the thing that we had grappled with before about you know going and taking vacations or doing all this thing. And the idea for you was that I did not want to do this or I felt like I wouldn't enjoy it and then whenever it is that I did and I enjoyed it it'd be like you see you enjoyed it no I, I especially when we're dealing with friends and people that um we like and even you know for the most part when we're not like whenever it's a um relaxed situation you know I'm 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 pretty sure and I always do have fun um 
for me it's not it's never that it's you know here's what we said we're going to do we're going to have to put everything else to the side until we get there um so that's how i, I look at it and that's how i looked at the, the situation there as well so for me where um you know it's the same kind of thing that we were just talking about and i feel like we're we're, we're circling around the same issue over and over again but for me it's just basically not the issue of you know stopping you from doing what you want to do but doing the one thing and in, in in a concerted and concentrated that way so we can get there and from my perspective part of what we want is financial independence and there are ways that you can laser focus on that get there and once you have financial independence you can then say you know what because i can because i have the means the resources i can do all these other things but that's for me the way that i look at it is get there and then you know that opens the door to all these other things so it's just a from my perspective not has nothing to do with doubt so much as this is what i i feel like we need to focus on so we can get there first but um yeah i think it's a matter of perspective it's a matter of philosophy how you choose to live your life and it's a matter of what makes you feel good and comfortable um, you may live your life, you know, from a perspective or with a philosophy of narrowly focusing on something and that doesn't cause you any discomfort in any way. It's like, nope, I've decided. No, no I don't, I don't want like the direction you're going because I feel like you, we've talked about this for a lot of time. The direction you always go is you don't want discomfort. No, I'm not. No, I'm, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> that's, I, no, you're, you're missing what my point. My point is people take Michael, ja Michael Jordan, for instance. I'm going to play basketball. I'm going to narrowly focus on this. And it's at the expense or whatever, anything else. People think I'm an asshole. Um, whatever it is, you know, I am narrowly focused on this and it sits well with my soul. I am good with it. That's your philosophy. That's one philosophy. Others could say, I don't want one or the other. I want all of the above. There are people who are actors, rappers, singers, artists, all of the above. Kanye West. I'm trying to be a rapper. I'm trying to be a fashion designer. I'm trying to be run for president. I'm trying. I'm trying to do all of the above. You know. And we could sit here and judge, whatever. The point is, I think it's a matter of what makes you feel good. What makes you feel good? Because sometimes when you narrowly focus on one, at the expense of others, you may feel like a huge void so meanwhile you're chasing all this money like we've had we've we've listened to a bunch of people who talk about you know i was so focused on chasing the money and chasing financial freedom and everything and i realized that wow it was really just wearing on me because there wasn't a ba balance for me there's no right or wrong some people it could work for them i'm not that person i don't know what tomorrow is going to hold i probably got a list of 10 things I'm trying to do on a daily basis and I want on a daily basis to feel like yep did I do that I did I did this I did this I did this I did this I'm good so if tomorrow death comes it is where it is I'm good that's my philosophy do you know what I mean so I get what you're saying and that's why I'm like ultimately we as individuals we've got to be responsible for what is going to make us at peace and happy with ourselves. I can't be sitting here trying to convince you 
to go with my perspective. No, we just got to do everything. We got to write a script. We got to do a business. We got to do some days today. We got to do, you, you're not, this not, no, you're like, no, I need to focus on this. Whatever it is you choose to focus on, you can focus on that. And then this is the beauty of being able to play off of each other. The things that I can help you with, Bola's here for it. The things that you can help me with, you're here for it. If I can't get your help in some things, I've got some other people that can help. You know what I mean? Like we've got to be able to leverage all of the resources that we have. You know, time, energy, talent, friends, family members, less sleep. Whatever it is, we've got to be okay with that. I have got to be okay with that as an individual. But I can't use your playbook for what's going to work for me. And you very well cannot use your playbook for, for, for yourself. So what we find ourselves doing a lot of times is we're trying to convince the other to come onto a band and everything else that feels good to you, what makes sense to you, what your comfort zone is, what you're trying to do, what you're passionate about, and all of that, and just come on over and play it my way. I, I don't think that's a reasonable thing because we spend so much time, and that's what I said earlier, we spend so much time trying to convince each other and ultimately there's either going to be resentment or the type of energy that is required for me if I've decided to abandon my way to go with you. It's going to be lackluster because I'm not fueled, fueled or powered by it. I want to be my best. I want you to be at your best and I want us to experience each other at each other's best, you know? And the only way for you to be at your best is for you to feel free to fly, whatever that fly, whatever that, whatever that means to you. That's the only way for you to be at your best. Okay, I think we've um, exhausted that, the topic. Uh, topic. Okay, so whatever. The point is, I randomly made the decision. You weren't fully on board. We went to Virginia Beach. Um, I would say we had a great time. Um, I guess it's to be debated. <laughs> I think it's to be debated. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I not I, not only is it not being debated, it's the idea is that we both came to the conclusion that you know, uh, at times you you know you can't necessarily have the other person, you know, that you typically have as your um, partner in crime be your partner in crime. You got to go at, at it alone. I think that's what we've said like yeah. for the last 10 minutes mm -hmm. so yeah so we had a great time and where we were going earlier is such a great time that we were supposed to leave either on friday or saturday and we decided we're gonna extend it one more day so we extended it and um you were playing soccer with the little ones our children remy's, ch remy's children actually all of us were playing soccer um on the beach and what happened so what had happened was I was uh, a little too enthusiastic and enthusiastic. really what happened is um, technically what happened is uh, you know I came in I think we were down by one and I was coming in full steam and Femi was in the way so I was trying to cut so I planted my foot my left leg how old is Femi 11 yeah okay I'm just trying to put things in context I, a little was, boy I, Okay, so I don't need to understand. This is a thing that you people are doing, I guess, to make it funny. But it had nothing to do with Femi or anybody else. Like, I planted my foot so I can get um, out of the way to cut, basically. Anybody who knows how to <laughs> play sports, you have to plant hard so you can cut, get out of the way. 
the issue is that I was on sand and sand doesn't just sit there when you grip. plant your feet down it shifted and so my foot came down and then it went like this to the side and then my knee which is up here my foot is over here was bearing the weight of my body so it just went inwards like this so it hyperextended my knee so this is the knee it went down like that and so yeah um you know, I, I fell off to the ground to get my weight off my knee. And everybody was like, why the hell did you fall? Like, nobody was around you. Nobody touched you. So until I started squirming, uh, you know, my you know my leg was, uh, like, basically convulsing. Yeah. Actually, where um, we later found out that I had torn my ligament on that side. That's where it was just, like, it's like convulsing. Uh-huh. Like that. So, um yeah, yeah, so I was taken to the emergency room and all that good stuff. And uh, then ensued what's been a month-long battle, because that happened on the 25th or 26th. And, um, you know, this is July 29th. So a whole month later, um, what's happened since is we took you to the emergency room. And honestly, I didn't think it was that serious. I just thought, okay, the man slipped, hurt himself. Let's go check it out in the emergency room just to make sure all is well. Uh, but I didn't take it. I didn't think it was going to be as serious as it's turned out to be. But ultimately, um, you know, you've got a bunch of testing done, a bunch of um, MRIs, CT scan, x-rays, Dopplers, all sorts of things just to make sure things are good. Because your, your leg swelled up to probably three, four times the size, its regular size. Um, and initially, probably the first week or so, you thought, I mean, I think we all thought it was okay. It was just, a, it was probably just a sprain and it'll be okay. Um, so you were still moving actively, you know, through my birthday celebration, through 4th of July celebration, um, until it became really apparent after the tests came back that you needed to have surgery, which, um, you know, then took place um, a week and a half or so ago. So, um, so let me say that my lesson from that is there was a moment, especially as I look back in the last month and um, seeing all the things that you've gone through with your knee and, uh, you know, the work, the going back and forth, you know, um, being limited to even do some of the things that we want to do with a business, the lack of sleep, you being basically... Um, incapacitated all of this you know there was a point when I was like is this a sign that we did too much with Virginia Beach <laughs> like was this a sign that y'all should have just stayed home like you were supposed to as opposed to doing all of this um, because like I said what I try to do is look for clues in the from the universe to see if I'm on the right path or not and for the most part you know I'm getting clues to keep going down a path but I don't think I'm as skilled, you know, with tapping into the clues of when I'm going the wrong way. It's kind of like, you know, if you're a blind person, you have pre, pre path and you're using your stick to sort of feel your way around. When you have gone the wrong way, there's some sort of feedback that you're supposed to get. Um, I don't think I'm as clued into what that negative feedback is. So I've been trying to figure out, was this whole thing a sign that, yeah, that was the wrong move? Or is, is this part of the journey? I don't know. You know, you're going to have some ups. You're going to have some downs. 
it, it is all a part of the journey and you kind of just have to roll with it. I don't know, but that was something that more recently I was thinking about in terms of, you know, it's one thing for you to obey, have the obedience, have the word obedience as your word that you're um, allowing to guide you through life. And a lot of times when things work out, when you have a good time or you invest in something or or you um, explore certain business opportunities, you know, you get the positive reinforcements. Um, but how do you know when you were not supposed to obey or maybe you thought you were supposed to obey, but really that was um, your ego or something else um, sort of coming into play? I don't know, but something that I'm grappling with. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, um, so being the person who's the, the skeptic here, I don't rely on signs to tell me stuff or obey whatever the case may be. So I don't know. I can't relate to that. Um, uh, what I want to say is what I learned, not necessarily even from that, but what I was practicing. Because actually, um, prior to that, one of the things that... Um, I one of the lessons that I had learned was that life is about enjoyment and I had discussed that with you guys before and I don't know if y'all and I, I was saying that I didn't really know whether or not you were feeling it even though you could understand what I was saying but like enjoyment and not just that like the hedonistic version not just go out and seek pleasure but enjoying all parts of it even the pain like the, the like the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah, like, it's the experience. Like, people say you are a spiritual being having a human experience. But really, it's like, not but really. And really, it's kind of like, this is how the ultimate force gets to experience life. It puts itself, it's, it, it multiplies itself into everything that we see. And everything is having an experience. And what we are, because we are um, unconscious and we don't realize that we are... Um, essentially in a amusement park. We are essentially riding a roller coaster. We're supposed to be enjoying it. When it goes down, we're sitting here screaming and yelling, no, why? This is so scary when the idea is, no, you're supposed to be enjoying it. And that comes with everything. It comes with um, sadness. It comes with, you know, heartbreak. It comes with all of that is feelings. This is why some people cut because they want to feel alive. This is why some people go out and do extreme sports that would scare other people, you know, those people who are out there looking for fear. This is why people like to be sad. <laughs> if you really don't, I mean, like, people are seeking to be sad because they're looking for that type of feeling. Like, you know, people don't realize this, but anger is something that you could be addicted to and all those other things because all of those feelings are part of what we are here to experience. And so if you lose sight of that, you're not enjoying that you're having that experience. And so... um you know, part of what I, I also know that happens is the minute you realize, oh, okay, I'm supposed to be enjoying that, it also stops you from feeling that. So it's kind of like you want to kind of forget so that you can get to that feeling and then start to enjoy it um, and be like, okay, and then, you know, it, it kind of... But anyways, that one was one of the things that I was um, learning. And when I was um, feeling my pain at the time, I was it's a very difficult thing. But I was trying to get myself to enjoy that pain. Like, like I'm feeling pain. That means I'm alive. That means I can actually, as a human being, feel this thing happening in my body. And 
you know, at various points, I feel like I, I was able to accomplish it, but it's, it's something that's kind of like a meditation because, mm -hmm. um, you know, your mind gets back to, this is pain, you know? So you have to kind of continuously remind yourself, yeah, this is also supposed to be enjoyed because you're alive. Mm -hmm. So that was one of the things that... That's, that's a really good one. And I think, I bet, you know, speaking of pushing through doubt... And I mentioned to you earlier that I don't necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily replace the word doubt with fear. I think a lot of things, I think fear is an umbrella um, term for a lot of things that keeps us in our place. Disappointment, sadness, being upset, all these things, you know, and I think um, doubt is just one aspect of it. Um, because, and the reason why I think it's important to separate fear from doubt is because a lot of us are looking, doubt to me is a huge word. I mean, not, um, fear is a huge word. You know, when people say, do you have any phobias? You know, I could sit here and be like, no, I don't really think there's anything that I have an unrealistic or irrational fear about. But there, I mean, you're constantly feeling doubt various moments through the day about various things, so many things, you know, and I think it's important for us to be able to recognize doubt every single time it presents itself and it probably presents itself hundreds of times a day and I think it's important for you to study it and exercise that muscle of pushing through I'm bringing all of this up to say that I love that idea of maybe even using that um, rationalization of it's all part of the experience so even if you are doubtful about something it's kind of like when you are in a um, spooky house when you are you know, in the dark, and you're, you know, like the Halloween house, and your haunted house, you know, and you're like, oh my god, I don't know if the scary thing is behind that door, you know, there's a thrill that you're feeling, but you're truly somewhat fearful or doubtful about what's behind the corner, any second you're expecting something to jump out, but it's a part of the experience, you know, and I think if you can convert doubt and feelings of disappointment or I don't want to do this because I don't know what's going to happen if you can convert it into what you just said as it being all part of the journey it makes it it frees you somewhat it makes it easier for you to say yeah I don't know maybe I will break a bone maybe I won't need surgery you know if I were to do this you know that's the worst that could happen and I've done this I'm not I'm still alive and this was part of the feeling I'm supposed to experience how horrible would it be you know when we have access to like this multitude of experiences like to your point there's a reason why we're support why we can feel happiness sadness anxiety depression there's a reason why we can feel feel this rainbow of feelings but yet the only thing that we are like harping on and chasing after is I just want to be happy anything else I don't want to be a part of you know what are we missing you know, by not allowing ourselves to be open to the idea of, you know, who knows what's going to come. It may be less pleasant than the feeling of pure joy or happiness. Or if I push through, I could even have much more joy. It's kind of like, you know, when you do a puzzle, yeah, throughout the process, I don't know, you know, I'm not great. I'm being, I'm figuring out that I'm not as smart as I'm supposed to be. But you finish and you're like, wow, that was really good. You learned something about yourself, you know, so... I, mean, I just I think, think that was a great point. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly right. Or, or what I want to say is the reason you don't want to... Well, two things, right? Obviously, once you recognize that you're supposed to be enjoying this doubt, this fear, 
it kind of I want to say maybe not for everybody and maybe not right away but it kind of puts it into perspective so that you can actually get through it and so therefore it kind of dissipates in a way but I want to also say that the reason you don't want to just sit there in that doubt because some because you know I feel like what may happen is some people will be like well why not why not just stay depressed like because if you're supposed to be experiencing feelings why not just stay depressed why not just stay sad why not you know just stay in your fear and at home experience that feeling all day because some people like you said have phobias where they can't step out and the issue is that now you only have that feeling and the idea is that you're supposed to be experiencing the reason why you want to be wealthy the reason why you want to push past is now I've gotten that feeling now I'm getting to the next feeling I'm getting because now I'm not just stuck at home fearful of everything else and not experiencing all that is out there and that's available the idea is to live your life fully you know those are those people who this is why we admire people who are out there doing like we see these people who are like wow look at all the things that they're doing they seem so fearless and we admire them and we put them on a pedestal because this is what we want for ourselves and so the reason you don't want to just sit at that is not because you shouldn't appreciate that feeling it's because you want to have all the feelings you want to have all the experiences that's why you're here um like they say you only live once you got one life so you might as well wear it out live it out yeah so live it out. anyways um so yeah so why don't we we already said this is gonna be a lot we didn't say but clearly this is gonna go well beyond an hour uh, but I do think this is worthy of being a two-part series because I think we missed all of last month and so much has happened and I've had so many sort of um, revelations or just ideas that I decided I wanted to sort of fully incorporate into my life. And uh, um, the one that I'm really excited about is the latest one that I've been um, touting, which I believe sort of um, encapsulates everything all the lessons that I've been learning thus far um, and we'll explore that further in part two but just as a hint of what's to come um, I think ultimately our purpose is to love and be loved yeah. um, so we'll talk more about how our various experiences um, during July have sort of led me to this point and um, how I plan on leveraging it um, for the rest of 2020, particularly starting with um, August. So, so we'll take a pause now and um, wrap up. All right. All right. So, thank you everyone for listening to some days today. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe, like, share, comment, and um, let's keep going on this amazing journey together. All righty. All right.